Oh, my. Hey there, folks. It's Dale. And, uh, you know, I haven't done an intro or an outro this whole season. So consider yourselves lucky. Uh, you know, I like to get right to it, like many of you, uh, whether I'm lovemaking or uh, playing a game of Yahtzee. I like to get into it right away and not mess around. So uh, uh, that's what we're going to be doing. We'll get right into this live show uh, in a second. Uh, I want to, there's some people to thank about that. Uh, but I also, I need your help, folks. I, You know, we've been doing these great shows uh, uh, for a number of years now. And uh, this, this past couple have been just tremendous down there at Union Hall, the center of it all, Union Hall over in Park Slope. Well, you know, that place is a business, and they need to make a little scratch to keep it interesting for them. And, you know, I, I wouldn't mind having some more people come out uh, to, to because then I could also, you know, maybe spread a little bit around to some of the performers. What I'm saying is Monday, uh, November 18th at 8 p.m. We've got a terrific, another terrific show uh, that's going to be live. Uh, of course, Steve-O will be there, but also Carmen Lynch, John Hal Harris, Eric Tenoy. These are three solid people that I'm going to uh, very much, uh, very much looking forward to sitting down with them and talking to them about what they, what they do. And uh, of course, the craft of comedy and w what else will come up. Who knows? Uh, but uh, it, it's going to be a good one. And really, if you haven't ever come to a show you've always been meaning to, uh, <laughs> Well, God, this is your t I feel like this is getting into the pledge drive portion of my program, but uh, that's that's what it, it takes, then fine. Um, I don't have a tote bag to offer you, uh, but I do have just a, a great hour uh, of your time spent in a basement uh, with a full bar and uh, some pretty nice bathrooms. So uh, <laughs> I hope you'll consider it. Bring a friend, tell a friend. Uh, uh, it, it, uh, bring a, bring someone you care about, bring someone that's a stranger, bring someone you've had your eye on, and who knows, strangers have left uh, from the shows and become become romantically involved and carried on relationships for as long as uh, relationships really should go for. Uh, so, uh, you know, anything can happen. I hope you'll be there uh, Monday, November 18th. Look at DaleRadio.com and buy, uh, buy the tickets. You can find the ticket information up there, uh, uh, right there on the sidebar with all the upcoming shows. So please please do. It's five bucks, and you get a lot of a lot of good times for it. This show that you're going to listen to now, it's it's just a, well, we had a nice relaxed time. A little bit of a, a, a issue at the top of the show, which is you'll hear a little snip of that. But uh, don't worry, Steve's got his knobs in a row now. <laughs> he knows which ones to turn so uh he's all right and uh we just had a great time down there under saint mark's is where it happened on a saturday evening as part of the gotham storytelling festival and my thanks to cami clamaco and horse trade theater and a uh, whole gang there at under saint mark's for just putting on a dynamite show and uh you'll notice this one it has kind of a, a slow uh easy beginning and it just builds in intensity with each person that comes on so uh, i i enjoyed talking to all of these people tremendously and i hope you enjoy uh, another fine program from us here at dell radio so uh get to it already you said you're gonna get to it let's get to it all right here it is thanks for listening and i hope to see you at the next live show it was my fault <laughs> it was totally my fault i didn't i, I turned down the volume on the from the foul banks of the Gowanus.
Keep that light there, Dale. Show us the way. All right. The story of my life, I give her hope. I spend her love until she's broke inside. The story of my life. The story of the story. <laughs> well, that, of course, is roadway side enthusiast One Direction. And if it's what the deli guy with the small facial features, the features that seem to be escaping some kind of territorial dispute between his forehead and his ears, and forming some kind of eye, nose, mouth, a toll in the center of his face. It was what he told me about the problems with his wife as I waited patiently for a pumpkin bagel with cream cheese. Then this must be Dale Radio. <laughs> <laughs> and I, of course, am your host, Dale Seaver. And you're listening to another episode of Some Things I Enjoy, coming to you, as always, from the foul banks of the Gowanus. And here we are, though, <laughs> once again, we find ourselves away from the shores of our little Gowanee in a place that used to be owned by a couple of fellows with foppish hats, Manhattan, Manhattan, New York City, as part of the Gotham Storytelling Festival. And I love, I love any kind of gatherings of people. I love uh, uh, conferences and, and festivals like this. I love badges. I love, of course, all the late night parties we've been going to and some of the festival hookups that happen. <laughs> Back in the hotel. Incidentally, where is everyone staying? Because I seem to be not allowed to, I think I might be in a brothel. <laughs> I don't know. But they have a heck of a breakfast buffet, and that's all that you can make your own waffles, which I like. But anything like this where you can get together and just uh, feel a little less alone is wonderful. I'm not alone up here, though, on stage. Steve O'Reilly is here. Steve, oh, how are yes, you? I'm great. I'm great. You got that? You remember where your knobs are? Yes, now. you just got to turn it up. <laughs> that's, that's the key. Works, yes. That's the key in showbiz. Yeah, turn it up. Bring it up but, uh, of course, you had a great Halloween with the kiddos. Oh, my God. Fantastic. Well, we've got a big show. So we want to get right to it. We do. So if you wouldn't mind, if you could play me a little uh, sitting down music, something uh, low and slow, like watching a storytelling competition on YouTube. Steve O'Reilly, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Doing some things. Well, here we are again, uh, doing the program in a basement. Yeah. And I tell you, if I live to be 60, I will do one show above ground. It's the only thing I'm hoping for right now, the only thing I'm holding on to. Is that, but it's, it's great, though. I love being a part of this. And, of course, the, the storytelling uh, community, that's beautiful. Whether it's in a, a basement on Bleecker Street or a basement in Park Slope or, or right here uh, uh, under St. Mark's, it, it's, just, it's just great. You've all been so wonderful and accepting uh, to me. And storytelling, that's, I mean, what a club. <laughs> what, a, what a club to be a part of. All of you just getting together and sharing just the worst, most embarrassing things that have ever happened to you, and for, for little or no reward, as, as I can tell. And I understand, I, I understand. You could you just go home, maybe sometimes, you, some of you have families, and some of you want to spend time with them, and you may be invited to a Thanksgiving dinner or something, and you go there and say, well, everything, how's it going up there in New York? Everything's, it's just great. I, you know, I want to I wanna moth slam. 
I mean, good luck explaining what that is. It sounds disgusting. <laughs> it sounds as if you're just in the backyard and you're mushing things together. But that's it's a, and then you say, well, no, it was a story that I told. It was about the time that Uncle Benny, you know, came down and and you get into it and you think, well, gosh, I don't think I should be. T I had something like this, Steve. -O. Yeah. I was nude on stage, uh, yeah. and uh, many sure. of us have been. And uh, this was just out there in San Francisco. Mm, and I, I tell you, this was a, it was a comedy bit. I wasn't just walking around. But I, I did a great, a great thing, and I come out, and I do just like, I kill, I kill with this comedy bit. I was very excited. And I came back, and, it, and incidentally, it was Thanksgiving. And uh, we, I had the video of this thing where I come out and do a little monologue nude. And it's just wonderful, just a sweet little piece. Sure. And I still had my socks and shoes on, though, because I'm not an animal. And so we popped in the VHS into the tape. I said, oh, gather around. This is, I'm going to tell you, this is a high point of my career at that point. And I pop in the little VHS. We all gather around on the couch. And there around some Ritz crackers and cut cheese. And we're watching it. And uh, I do my naked thing. And I'm telling you, it's great. You can hear the laughter, the roar of laughter. But, but with the family, the immediate family, these people I only see once a year, we're all just gathered around. You can hear the crickets in the next town. Who's <laughs> that quiet? We're just watching. And uh, then, I, then I, I leave the stage, and the bit is over, and I look expectantly around, of course, to everyone. And my, my uh, uh, kind of a quasi-aunt there, she just stands up and brushes off her, smooths out her dress there, and says, well, anyone want some pie? <laughs> that was it. So I understand what it's like to be a storyteller, ladies and gentlemen. It's not easy. And, uh, but this is what we've done. This is what we've devoted our life to yeah. doing. Yeah. And God bless you. Yeah. Hey, that's terrific. Well, uh, we've got a, a great show that we're going to get. We'll just get right into it. All right, let's do it. <laughs> After 15 minutes of nonsense, we'll get right into it. So let's uh, bring up my first guest. This is uh, terribly exciting that she's here. And uh, uh, I'm going to ask her to sit over there on the guest stool, and then people will fill in. This behind you. That's good. Yeah, just l lurking back there will be Steve-O. Yeah. She's a terrific actress, a real chameleon. Of, of, of her craft, she just disappears into her roles, and I'm excited to talk to her about that. She's got a hit new web series that hasn't even started yet, but I know it's going to be a hit. It's called Uninspired, and she's anything but. Please welcome Becky Yamamoto. Thank you. Dressing up is not your thing. Yeah, well, it's hard as a lady to figure out a way not to be a whore. I'm just kidding. <laughs> not even, you know, Halloween is sure. like. Sure. Yeah. No, there's a, it's, it's a lot, there's a lot of uh, uh, difficult choices to navigate when you're picking out between sexy, whatever it is, and, you know. Yeah, no. I, yeah. You don't have to be sexy. I know. Well, it's hard. No, I understand. No, I, you, 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 it's very sexy. Don't get me wrong. No, but this is a lot of sexual energy yeah. that's happening <laughs> that's right now. Right. Right. Is that right? I have to sit this far. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> right. 
<laughs> That's right. So, uh, but you do, you do see people. Now, I saw a couple of people today that had to do the kind of. They call it the walk of shame, you know. Oh, but it's yeah. Halloween, and they're in their costume, and it's well, not today. That would have been. <laughs> That, that would have been, been quite, a long, a, quite a bender. Well, they had but, a good uh, time, though. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, I don't think they should call it a walk of shame, number one. There's no shame in a no. one-night stand or, or no. lovemaking of any kind, is there? No. no. you got to love. You've got to do it if you feel it. <laughs> is that that's, what people say? That's what people say. I think, I think that guy back there that was saying that. That was the yeah. subject yeah. Of, the la of the panel discussion they just had. Oh. Here, yeah. This before. Do it and love it. What was it? What did you say? <laughs> I was half listening, honestly. Storytelling. Get done with it. Because I have a music cue I want to blow. But the point is, uh, uh, so, uh, you, but you, you're an actress, of course. Oh, and, yeah. and, and you, you act here in New York City. You do comedy uh -huh. through UCB. Oh, no. Like, not specifically. I mean, not specific. I mean, I train there, but. Sure. I kind of am so, you know, I do my own stuff. Like Absolutely. You got to <laughs> go out. That's, what, the, that's what this city's all about, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, of course, you have the great ability uh, to disappear into your roles, as I mentioned. And uh, probably nobody else quite matches your, your skill. Uh, quite, uh, probably nobody matches it. But no. if I had to think of one person who would be maybe, a, maybe I think she might be an influence. Uh, she's, of course, our, our great national treasure of an actress that just has ability. You can't even tell it's her. Maybe you know who I'm talking about. Say her name with me. Sharon Glass. <laughs> just the wonderful from Cagney and Lacey. You don't even realize. That is good. Yeah, you don't even see. I bet that's high praise for you. And now what's happening with this? With, with, this, <laughs> with the web series. Oh, it, um, it drops. It drops. November 6th. November 6th. Yeah, so I'm having a, a like a party November 5th at Union Hall. And it's That's gotten great. some nice reviews, but then that makes me worry that when people see it, they'll be like, oh, that thing? You know. Right. Well, I did one, and it, didn't, did have, it didn't have any uh, good reviews. And I don't think anybody <laughs> had any expectations, and then it went away. So. <laughs> <laughs>
just like struggle. Mm. You know, like the streets. <laughs> but that's all gone now that you have the web series, and that's why you oh, laugh yeah. about it. Yeah, yeah, because I'm put it all behind you. I'm really I mean, real. Tr you had real struggles. You had like. Oh, I mean, yeah, whatever. Just like everyone else, like, where's my job? You know. That's that's what people. <laughs> anywhere still today. That's America, right there. People, you yeah. walk through New York City and you yeah. see young people. Where's my job? That's right. <laughs> they feel entitled to it a little bit. And the rest of us are out working, <laughs> and just hustling and taking whatever it is, even if it's for free. Sometimes we got to do it. And, yeah. Most of the time it's in the basement. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've been in a lot of basements in my day. I have, I have no doubt about that. And uh, so, but you, you, just, you wanted to be a comedic person early on? Were you in the, 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 the life of the party at your house um, in well, Arcadia? I was, only, yeah, I was. I was the only kid, so there we you go. got a crazy. Me so. too. You were? Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. I mean, I just... How would that. you? Yeah, I know. <laughs> We've never met. I know. Yeah. So, it yeah. sounds like I'm going to do a magic trick, but I'm not. <laughs> this, this program is rapidly anti-magic, so don't, don't worry about it. That's good. No magic going to happen tonight. <laughs> Absolutely not. Just be kind of a base, okay. baseline. That's Just getting through it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, I understand that. So you had a dream? Did you, did you do any acting in L.A.? Uh, well, yeah, I did, like, classes. You know, honestly, I thought I was going to be a missionary. Really? Yeah. <laughs> and going, is that where your family is involved in that? No, I was rebelling against my mom, and I was like, I'm going to leave this country and help people and oh. tell them about Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> that didn't work out. My parents were so upset that you wanted to do that. They were, yeah. Yeah. Are they a little on the more liberal hippie side? Is that what? No, they're conservative. They just didn't want me to leave the country. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't upset with you helping people. No, they or, didn't care embracing, about that. <laughs> embracing Jesus, just don't don't leave the country. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty basic. Well, that's uh, but you left the you left the part of the country. You left the West Coast and you came out here. They were okay with that. No, they don't like it either. You talk to them at all? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, once every like a week. Once a week, you get Skype, you do FaceTime. Oh no, they don't know how. They don't have an old computer. It's like a PC. I think it has the PCs dialogue. are worthless. <laughs> yeah, they're just worthless. Worthless. Why are they making those anymore? <laughs> Can we be done with that? Yeah, I'd be. I'd be down. <laughs> Let's do something. I don't know. to me that they still exist. No, I know. Remember those? What were the gateway? Oh yeah. yeah. Sure. Everyone knows that. Everyone had one, right? Is that the ones with the like... farm theme? Store. It was like a cow. It looked like a cow. Oh, okay. Why would you make it? Why would you make a computer? Oh, yeah, I could buy a computer strange. on a farm. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. It sounds like something that's not going to be up to date. Yeah, it doesn't. Um, no today. offense to the to the advances in technology within the farming industry and the yeah. agricultural community that are a core of my listenership, but I just don't look to the to the farm to be the place. Like I, that's where I'm going to get the good cutting edge. You know? Yeah. No, it makes sense. You spend any time on a farm? No, I don't think I would do well. No. No, I don't like. It'd be fun to try. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's try. Let's do the reality show. Together, you and me yeah, can do it. Yeah, let's do it. Reality show. Get it. That's good. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, that'll be fun. And so, and what 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 is the show about though? Uninspired is what it's called. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I and it's mean, about a young person searching for a job. Is that what it is? Yeah. A little bit. I'm I mean, seeing how this came about. 
without even waiting for your answer. I yeah, it's yeah. Well, it's like somebody who's not twenty, so somebody who's not twenty. A little that older. narrows it down. A little older. A little older, slightly older than twenty. And thirty-ish. Okay, okay. a thirty-something who is yeah. struggling in New York City and encounters uh, people in their life. <laughs> How'd you come up with that? <laughs> imaginative premise. I know. I, for a show. I mean, imagination maybe isn't one of my fortes. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it's not. But it's, no, but I, whatever. I mean, if I'm like, oh my God, it's the best thing, it's like, that's weird. You really want to keep expectations low, and yeah. you're doing it. Thank you. Yeah, the fucking congratulations. Thank you. Uh, so, <laughs> Thank you. But will that that'll live somewhere? And you do also you do other acting and things. You you, you perform with uh, Michael. You have a mutual friend, Michael. Oh yeah, I've been on his web series before. Yeah, how many web series have you been on? I don't know. Like, Countless. Jeez, I mean, you know, is that what you consider? No, that's why like, I don't. Like, I don't know. That's why. I, I, mean. <laughs> I maybe like six or something. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. I don't know. I mean, it's You'll like, keep doing it? Hell yeah. Oh. How many episodes do you shoot? I'm going to shoot, I shot two, I'm going to shoot four more. Four more, and how, how frequently will they come out? Oh, once every couple weeks. All right, that's something to, to look forward to. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, five minutes of magic. Five minutes, no magic. No magic. <laughs> oh, no magic. No, we don't do magic here on the show. I thought you were there. I'm sorry. Okay. No, let's stick to facts. Okay. For once. <laughs> You know? Yeah, no, I don't There's know. There's enough fancy stuff happening. It's not just theater. Ah, well, Becky, this has been a lot of fun. And uh, uh, so you're going to keep you're going to keep uh, uh, keep performing and doing things. Can we catch you in anything else that's happening any, anywhere right? Uh, yeah. Do you, know, do you have an active blog or anything? I have a, I have a website. Yeah. Yeah, it's beckyomoto.biz. That biz. Yeah, I well got chosen. Yeah. Who I, are your peers in the biz community? Who are my peers? Yeah. Who else is a dot biz? Oh. Um, Wall Street types mostly. Yeah, a lot of tycoons and um, <laughs> you know power players in the financial game. I do. Yeah. yeah. That's why I chose it because I want people to think I was a millionaire. <laughs> I um. think it's probably working. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, if it doesn't work out with the web series, you still have the, the domain name. <laughs> yeah, I, no, I feel lucky about that. <laughs> you, you should. You should. Well, uh, I, I'm, I'm very happy that you're here. We, I want you to stay, stay with us up here on the, on the panel, if you don't mind. Of course. And if you have something you want to say, feel free. Okay. But uh, uh, how about that? Becky Yamamoto is here. Thank you. I'm thrilled everybody. Just you gotta warm it up now. It's nice. Closer together. And uh, she's a writer, she's a journalist, and she grew up right here in St. Mark's. Uh, please welcome Ada Calhoun. Ada is here. <laughs> Doing great, 
And now I just, I was uh, poking about in your website as, as I do before a show, usually about 10 minutes or so, and I noticed that you, you, you had been doing an investigation into something that uh, I've always been fascinated, and I've done a little reading on myself, which was uh, uh, sex games. Oh, I did. Yeah, I just wrote a story that's um, it's on the stands now on, in Cosmopolitan magazine. I'd never miss an issue. <laughs> <laughs> um, which I used to read when I was like, you know, 13 and sure. do all the quizzes and everything. And now I write for this magazine sometimes. And this was about um, vintage, sexy board games. Like most of them were made in the 70s. Yeah. And they have names like Seduction or An Enchanted Evening. Um, and they involve like licking whipped cream off each other and all this kind of stuff. Well, I tell you something, probably a lot, a lot of people might not know know this, but it's, you know, like so many things with the, the, the tech industry or those guys, once the sex industry gets involved, that's when it really starts taking off. So before uh, uh, some of these sexual players got involved in making sex games, it was just chess, checkers, that African one where you have to move like pieces of corn into the divots of wood. Right. That was it. <laughs> that was all there was. And then along came, uh, the, you know, said, let's make it, let's sex it up, let's yeah. bring it. And they did the triple Xopoly. Uh, and Dr. Ruth's, um, you know, Dr. Ruth real came sex along. or whatever, yeah. Always an innovator. They yeah. came along. Triple Xopoly, of course, was, yeah. was then later, you know, it was a huge success. And the people over there said, boy, we could make this a family game. And then they just made it about whatever, yeah, buying right. real estate and things, and they swapped out sex positions. And that so, did well, too. Yeah, no, it yeah. did great. It yeah. did great. It did great. They just, they moved it. Now, right. Park Place and Broadway, and it was, yeah, and then yeah. it did all right. Although, Marvin Garden still is my favorite sexual <laughs> position. <laughs> <laughs> You gotta stretch before that one. <laughs> <laughs> so, man, do you have to play any of the game? I don't mean, I don't mean that. But you look, you open the game. You had to look at it, see how it worked. I played all the games, yeah, like that's a ten games. Wow. Yeah. That's quite a. a it was yeah. Couple of couple of good weeks. Yeah, there. it was fun. <laughs> wow, that's wonderful. And people can read about that. <laughs> Hold on, I gotta run to the newsstand. Uh, so, and how, and that's how things happen. You've got things all over. That's the journalism. That's journalism. <laughs> I gotta get into that, and uh, of course, uh, you you you're also got you got a book coming out. Uh, well, it's, I have to finish it first, but then it will come out. But it will come out yeah. eventually, yes, and God it, willing. Um, St. Mark's is dead. It's about the history of St. Mark's Place for like the last four hundred years. And uh, you you spent part of it. I spent <laughs> yeah, not that years. many years, yeah, but, but you um, grew up right here. Yeah, my parents are still there. My parents are watching my son a half a block away as we speak. Oh, isn't that um, magical? Yes, so they've been there since 1973. Wow, that's a good run. And what's what's what was right here? Did anybody die here? You know, I actually was here. I saw this, I this play, The Haunting of St. Mark's Place, here, where they invaded yeah. this whole. I don't. I have, I have not heard any of those stories independently, so I don't know. But they had they had lots of people who died here. Um, but actually, right by here, there was a shooting in 1974 on Christmas, like right around Christmas, like two days before Christmas. Um, this guy was going to blow up the Statue of Liberty, and um, had a whole arsenal in his apartment. And um, the cops, you know, stormed it. It was yeah, December 23rd in 74. My goodness. And uh, and then yeah, they um, they shot him, and uh, but it, and, and the cop got shot and wound up, you know, on, in Bellevue on Christmas. Uh, anyway, so I was right back here. I don't know if this is building, but it was maybe next door. And is that included on the tourist uh, brochure? It should be, right? <laughs> they should really do a nice guided tour. But well, what was it like when you were growing up then? Are you allowed to uh, still have It was those pretty secrets? seedy. I mean, it was, you know, yeah. like a, I was born in 1976. So in the 80s, it was, you know, like a lot of, um, 
like a lot of junkies nodding off, you know, they're doing that kind of the bobbing thing they do. And they were like, and then there were crack vials like walking to school and there were whippets canisters that kind of clatter around and, um, and a Everything lot of people are nostalgic for now. I mean, it's really funny because like I keep seeing all these people who like I grew up around and like none of us are very nostalgic for things because we're like, like I actually just met somebody who grew up right around here um, at the same time I did and I never met her because we didn't really go out very much because it was dangerous. And you yeah. No, and we, were, we grew up like, you know, a few doors down from each other and, um, and we were just like comparing notes on like pedophile activity in the area and like basically being followed home from school at the time. Mm -hmm. And we were just like comparing, we're like, oh yeah, would you do that thing where you like walked by your building and then like didn't let, like didn't signal where you were turning and you'd like walk two doors down and then turn and then go run in? And I'm like, yeah, I totally did that. So we like were comparing all these notes and then so us people who moved here in like, you know, like 2004 are like, man, it was so awesome in the 80s. And we're like, you have a code word that you would use to, to, to signify your, to your parents that you were in danger? No. Oh. No, I didn't have, we didn't have that. I'm glad we, I asked um, <laughs> <laughs> No, like, it's, it's really funny because most, like, most of my friends growing up were latchkey kids. So, like, we, you know, I mean, my parents were home a good amount, but, yep. you know, but they were busy. Like, parents in the 70s were busy. Yeah, they had lots like, of You know, we're not. And, yep. like, they Listening were, like, to music. They were, yeah, they were doing <laughs> stuff. So, um, so, yeah, so, like, a lot of us. We just were like, we ran around, you know, on our own, and then, yeah, we didn't have, there were no code words, because there was no <laughs> That's speaking right. to That's right, you were all together. <laughs> Maybe that was more of a suburban thing. Maybe. Had, if you... somebody had come up to me in a van and yeah. was had, giving me candy or whatever, I, or offering it to me, I would, I would, I, and I, I was near a payphone. I yeah. don't know how this situation Did was this happen? Where did you grow up? But let's, uh, let's say that I was able to make a phone call. Yeah. And I was in danger. This is before cell phone. Uh -huh. I would I would uh, call and say, uh, I need to get home to walk the dog. And of course, we didn't have a dog. Oh, that's so smart. We didn't have you a guys dog. are smarter than we were. We weren't that smart. So that would alert my mother to, uh, yeah. to I don't know, come in again. We hit it down. Nobody knows. I don't know if that counts. It's just empowering to have. It's like when they give you the little uh, rabbit's foot or something, and you say, Well, now I can I can do all these. Wonderful. If you're in a hero's journey, you know what I'm saying. And they give you, I need this lucky rascal to be able to, to accomplish the quest. And then they get there and say, what's the rabbit's foot? You had it within you the whole time. Yeah, maybe. And all the time says that. The whole time, Becky. Oh. You can do anything. Thank you. You're welcome. And uh, <laughs> now do you have do you have any other uh, just wonderful things that, that stick out? I mean, you told the great one about blowing up the, the, the Statue of Liberty, which I love. But was there another story <laughs> that, that, that happened out there that you recall? Uh, stories about St. Because Marcus. you've been re researching. What's the, what's the early, what did it start out as? Um, well, it was Peter Stuyvesant's Hair Orchard in the oh. 1600s. And then um, it was really fancy in the 1830s. There were mansions all around. And then it kind of took a dive. In the 1870s ish. This is kind of economic collapse? What was there the was issue? a recession in the yeah. 1870s. Um, and then it was, um, there were lots of, um, this might have been a speakeasy. There were like lots of speakeasies in the neighborhood in the 20s. Yeah. Um, and then it was like really like, you know, all these different ethnicities, like a lot of Polish kids and Italian kids and stuff right around here. And they had like lots of fights. I talked to some people who grew up here in the 40s. And they, like one of them was saying like that he would decide every day on the way from, home from school if he wanted to get beat up by Irish kids or Polish kids, and depending on what his answer was, he'd walk on a different side of the street. Going wow. Home. So and then yeah. That's, that's tough. And that's a was, tough childhood. Yeah, and then it was kind of like bohemian and like 
beatniks and then hippies and then it was punks and then, you know, like that. You have a favorite time that if you could time travel, if that were possible, and you could go back, what, what time would you go to? Um, I like the 1930s a lot, which is sort of, you know, like the clothes, but, um, <laughs> and, um, and then, but then also the 60s were just crazy. I mean, it was crazy. There was so much stuff going on all the time. And like, yeah, so I guess one of my favorite stories is like at St. Mark's Church where my parents were married actually, um, where the Poetry Project is and, you know, Richard Foreman and all these other things um, started there. Um, like in the late 60s, they had um, this revolt, this group that called itself the Black and Brown Caucus, staged a walkout during a um, sermon, handed over a list of demands that included like $30,000 in cash and control of the vestry and all these other things. And they, um, the rector, who I talked to, who just died, actually I just talked to him right before he died, he um, said okay to all of it. And they took over the church and they got, they started a liberation library and. That's um, amazing. Yeah. And a real, a real a revolution was started. It was a legitimate revolution. And it's still, to, I mean, today, like it, you know, it carried over there. A lot of those people are still in um, control of the church. That's like, good, right? That's great. But that, that's better than the. I think it had a happier ending. Okay. Revolution was, was more uplifting than, than any that other film. Yeah, Christmas. okay. So that's good. And, and, you, and your book with Tim Gunn, you work with Tim Gunn? Yeah, we've done two books, and then we're working on a third book right now. Can you help yourself but imitate him all the time? Do you do I don't do that. I mean, I can channel him, like I can write like him, but yes. I don't talk like him. You don't I can't do, do that. So well, you're sorry. I'm sure you your solo show. <laughs> he's the nicest man in the entire he's gotta world. be he's you know what you moved to LA and his skin got bad that's what happens when people go to LA from here their skin gets all weird because the water is a kind of it's a different water you have to buy special soaps oh you have to use soft water <laughs> or soft water yes if you can find it but you have to carry from mountaintops I think. <laughs> so it's difficult. but he's okay now though. he's great he's yeah, doing yeah. great seasons there and I was like just it's there's this you gotta get dermalogic or soap you get get that and you rub it in and then it's okay I had an awful time when I lived out there did you I did I'm sorry that's okay you it, don't you don't was, like California no it's fine I had a good I had a nice good long run out there yeah <laughs> but then my wife left me and we are out here now so we make it we do it we don't ask for jobs <laughs> Ada, that's wonderful. When does the book come out? 2015. 2015. Willing. I'm glad I had you on this early. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> Pre-orders and like, you know, Get it going. It's wonderful that you were here. Thank you. Can you stick around, Ada? Sure. Okay, Ada Calhoun, everybody. Oh, this is great. How you doing, Steve-O? I'm doing great. That's good. I appreciate how quiet you're being. We'll, we'll have a moment. Remember, we'll have course, a moment sure, later sure, yeah, on once yeah. everybody's out here. You can, yeah. you can get into it. Okay. Well, uh, this next person, of course, of course. <laughs> I had a couple of drinks before the show. Usually, I drink during the show. But this one, I said, no, this is a this is a festival. I better keep it together because there's a long night ahead. There's a lot of parties that happen after this. Ladies and gentlemen, she's storytelling royalty, and uh, I'm so pleased that she's here. She's an award winner from, I don't know, all of them, right? All of them. She's won, she has so many trophies from storytelling, it's fantastic. Melanie Hamlin is here. <laughs>
doing great. We were just talking about LA, but you're about to move to the West Coast, is that true? Uh, I'm going back to New Mexico. Oh, New Mexico, which is not LA at all. No. <laughs> it's, uh, I hear that it's a whole other state. Uh, I mean, I may end up in LA at some point, who knows? Well, it's a kind of a, like a whirlpool effect <laughs> where a lot of people end up there and uh, yeah. you can't escape its uh, force. But it's not lovely. I, mean, I actually lived, lived in California for a while, but I was, but that's when I was living in my truck and I was doing outdoor education. So I was like a homeless person in LA, so it doesn't really count. I was no. really living there. I was in my car. But my you truck. can feel dreams dying around you. <laughs> what? Well, you can feel the dreams that die there. You go out there and it's just you can put out your hand like in a heavy rainstorm and feel the dreams just. <laughs> just, just <laughs> yeah, I guess so. It's wonderful. I love being out there. Uh, <laughs> <You're really laughs> that place. So New Mexico, what's bringing you out there? Uh, well, I kind of Taos is my home base. Yeah. That's where I I lived in my truck for like years all over the West, and I'd always end up back in Taos. It's and that was a the decision. Nice. What? To live in the truck? Yeah. 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 You know, you're, no rent. <laughs> I mean, I was like, I'm an outdoorsy person, so I don't ever yeah, buy things. I have yeah. just clothes and my climbing gear and what I need to do outdoor stuff and maybe some books and my laptop and There's everything no, I own fits in my truck still. So That's fantastic. And no moss grows on you. You just keep, <laughs> no. keep your constant motion. What do you attribute that to? I don't know. Uh, I just get bored really easily, I yeah, guess. Were you always right out of the house? Were you a troubled teen? I was actually a trouble teen. Yeah, so many. I got her. I was, uh, yeah, I was on house arrest for a while when I was a teenager. Really? Mm -hmm. What yeah. was that? Getting into some scrapes? <laughs> I was uh, shoplifting, and I had uh, enough pot on me for resale when I got busted. So I got a double whammy and lost my driver's license for a year, and was on state probation and drug tests and banned from the mall for the rest of my life. <laughs> From the mall, that was the thing that, that hit the hardest. Yeah. <laughs> no, the girl can't have her orange Julius. It's, uh, it's a tough, tough way to go. Uh, but you love the mall, but do you go to malls now? Oh, or you, I, you, you the mall is it. like my least favorite place in the world. I yeah. actually, I hate them more than anything. It, I, I actually, I go. It has anything to do with it. I go to the, it doesn't, I, well, I used to, for like, I was always a tomboy. But my mom was like a southern belle, and she wanted me to be like feminine and bought me Barbies, even though I wanted dump trucks and stuff. Yeah. So I like gave into that whole like, okay, I'll, you know, in the South, it's like a lot of pressure for women to be beautiful, like more so than anywhere I've ever lived. Now, where, and, what part uh, of the South are we talking about? Tennessee. Tennessee, okay. Yeah, Nashville. Sure. Yeah. And uh, so I, I got into like the whole fashion and all that stuff for a while, but I hated it. And then one day I was like, fuck this. I just stopped wearing makeup and I stopped caring. I've gotten more like into outdoors or whatever. But now I hate going, like I feel going to the mall for me is like cleaning the bathroom. Like I have to buy pants because I actually had to go to, these are pants I bought at Old Navy. I changed in the bathroom on the way here. I went in there, was like, get me out of here. I just, cause I had a huge hole in my jeans. They finally Exploded. I, 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 I appreciate like, that. I went into the store and I was like, what pair of pants can I wear like every day for the next six months and not have to wash much and they won't stretch too much? And they're like, these. I'm like, perfect. That's great. <laughs> you know, you're like, just so gross, but whatever. Just an hour, an hour later after snaking through that line, you, you came out with some 
great pants. They're I think they're nice pants. Very versatile. They're, they're great. They're wonderful. They're kind of anytime jeans, aren't yeah. they? They're fun. And they're I'll wear them every day out. for the next year until I rip a hole in them, and then I'll be forced to go to that store again. <laughs> I buy That's like one shirt, like five colors of the same shirt, yeah. and then I'm done for six months. I never have to shop. Boy, that's a great way to do it. Yeah. I don't ever spend money, though, you know? It's great. Well, I've seen it. it was, do you just have like a stock? You don't have to tell me where it is. You just have a stockpile of it somewhere? A stockpile of, <laughs> of all your cash that you're saving. Oh. <laughs> no, I also don't make any coin? money. <laughs> so oh, that has a lot to do with it. In, in 2012, my tax return for my gross income was 5000 uh, $997. That's pretty great. <laughs> I mean, if you can figure out how to do it, that's pretty I know. Great. But I was living in South America for part of that time, so I was spending very little money, but still. Right. Yeah, I don't know. It's, like I said, living, uh, living in your, my cop, I, it's actually fun. I actually like my lifestyle a lot. And do you have, like, a, like a fry oil car? No, that would be great, but I don't. You don't. I wish. And, and what about the, um, the, like the freaking lifestyle? Are you? I am a freaking actually. I am getting into that. So you totally buy an freaking. old pie and, and have it? <laughs> no, well, I'm, a, I'm like a very, I'm a freaking with allergies. <laughs> so I don't really eat, I don't really eat sugar and all this stuff because my, my gut just can't digest that stuff anymore. But I never turn down vegetables or, you know, like. Like meats that are not bad. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I would just a, a touch of the gray. Like when I when yeah. I lived in my truck out west, and we would dumpster dive all the time at Trader Joe's. Yeah, that's because that stuff they have to throw it away long, way before it's actually bad. Right. Just because the FDA, and it's all wrapped in packages. And, and as much as I hate how much packaging they have, like when they throw it away, it doesn't get covered in garbage juice. So we would go on climbing trips and go raid the the dumpster at Trader Joe's and and get like. Cakes and vegetables, like we would cook like huge meals at our campsite with free food. And one guy actually found us like raiding the garbage one time, like one of the workers, and he was like, "You can't steal this!" And we're like, "But you threw it away!" And he like, he he like came and like sliced open all of our food and like ruined it, so we couldn't. It was like crazy, right? You're that is garbage. That is crazy. <laughs> Anyway, sorry, I'm talking a lot. <laughs> no, it's wonderful. I'm fascinated by what's happening. And how? And but and so you live. But you live in New York. You you have somebody put you up. <laughs> no, well, I live up in New Paltz part time. It's uh, way up there. Yeah, because that's like, it's like a hippie festival. outdoorsy town. I, there's a church festival. They got some food up there. A church festival. Yeah, yeah. They do like a St. Joseph's festival or something up there. <laughs> oh, really? I never well, heard check, that. Check it out. <laughs> check it out. Uh, and then I. Um, I was living here, I, I don't know, I, people just have like great deals they hook me up with. I was living in a one bedroom apartment in Park Slope part time for $200 a month on 8th, 8th Avenue in Carroll. <laughs> like, See, that's how you do it. I know, but then I lost that one. I lost that one, so now I don't, uh, now I don't really, I'm like couch surfing now, but I'm leaving in, you know. And you November, do the couch surfing day. internationally. Of course, you have a great Yeah, I did couch surfing for like almost eight months down in South America. And explain it. I was watching some of the stories that, that you told, and you have a concept that I want to get into, though I'm, I'm, I'm hesitant to leave the dumpster. But you, you talked about uh, a, a, a concept of sexual debt, where you feel as if you, 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 need, you owe them something. 
I'll probably, uh, this is so normal to me that I realize when I'm in New York that it probably sounds strange, but I'll be shitting in a bucket outside. That is not which strange Which I love. To me. I love that. <laughs> I actually love that more than flushing. To I'm like, I don't know. I'm just like kind of like animalistic in that way. I yep. think it's great. As a, as a boy, I prefer to go outside. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you will compost that and, you know. Well, that is a step farther than I can go. You just shit wherever you want. You just. Well, that's similar, you know, you're talking to a podcaster, so I've definitely relieved myself in some alleyways. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's true. Some of the shows don't have bathrooms. So what are you going to do? You see a bucket, you got to go. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> well, I, Although I don't really do that in the city. I don't just go wherever I want in New York. Really? People yeah. do. Yeah. I know. Well, it's easier for you. Actually, I just bought a Lady J, one of those things where you can like, so you can pee standing up. I've never tried that before, but it'd be really convenient. You just bought that? I shouldn't have told you. I'm, not saying that. <laughs> I'm just concerned because you have a limited amount of dollars to spend, and that's one of the things that you got. <laughs> well, you're not wearing it now. No. Okay. No. Okay. I don't even really understand how it works. I don't my want friend to. told me it's, it's great, so. It sounds great. Yeah, that no, sounds wonderful. Probably on a lot of people's Christmas lists now. So that's something to look forward to. Well, Melanie, this has been terrific. I've enjoyed talking with you, if you don't mind sliding yeah, down. Yeah, sure. Melanie Hamlet, everybody. We learned a lot. producer on Girl Code on MTV, and he's got some stuff that we're going to talk about. John Friedman is here. Right? <laughs> Somehow, he just has an energy about him that I'm drawn to. He says something powerful in this. My this, train this, energy is very. It, you really give it out, and uh, and then here backstage, I said, "My gosh, it's him! It's him!" And here we are. Destiny has intervened once again, and we thank her for it and appreciate the good work that she's doing. John, uh, uh, now uh, you, you've you've got, of course, everybody knows the Rejection Show. Uh, it's been long running, right? Yes. And, uh, ten you, years. Ten years, that's a lot of failure to be mining, isn't it? Do, <laughs> yes. do you feel as if you've reached a kind of, you know, spot down in the pit that you can't talk about failure anymore? In a way, yes. Yeah. <laughs> it just, that's a lot of processing <laughs> rejection. It's more about just having fun with it. So. And well, that's a nice to, idea. Yeah, yeah, that's what the show is all about. Keep it light. You get great people to come up and tell stories of rejection. Yes, and share their actual rejected material. Like, this was... 
turned down. Let's see it, or let's perform it right here. Give it a second life. Yes. Although not second life, which is the virtual reality community. Yes, that's like that <laughs> Which I have experienced some rejection in <laughs> myself. That's a weird scene. You ever get into that, anybody? I'm not sure what you're talking about. Yeah, I, saw, I know. I, you know. A friend of mine was I like, and I sat and watched him run around in this yeah. second virtual world on yeah. his computer, and it was fascinating. It was going to yeah. be the next big thing. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> it's not. It's, it's definitely not. Right. You can fly and purchase virtual jeans. Yes. <laughs> you might I need like to go that. to that. You, you might like it, actually. <laughs> it's the opposite of Melanie Hamlet's life. <laughs> 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 but and, and where do you do the rejection show? Everywhere you've done it all over the place. Yeah, it's it's home now is the Upright Citizens Brigade Theater. Uh huh. Sure. Mm -hmm. Sure. And uh, what was the first rejection that you remember as a person? In my life. In your own life. First time I was rejected. Yeah. Our own one. Oh, wow. Um, that's a, an intense question. <laughs> Let's get to it. <laughs> probably I mean, the first time I like really felt it deeply was like a crush probably like. Yeah third or fourth grade or something like that. I, yeah. I, I, I remember crying in school. You were sensitive. In front color. of people. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and what color hair did she have? Uh, brown. Brown. Mm -hmm. She was a brunette. Oh, that... I cried. Yep. <laughs> we're on the same page, man. Yeah, her name was Marsha, but she was a friend of my mother's. <laughs> Quite older. She took me to see some movies, and I really thought something was going to happen. And then we were invited to her wedding. She was quite a bit older. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's Marcia. Marcia's yeah. a, there's no like newer Marcia's. It's not one. It's not one that's <laughs> bubbling up. No, you have to look back at the uh, I don't know, maybe the turn of the century or something. A lot of Leos and you know Leos and Sadies, that kind of thing coming up. My father's name's Bernie Bernard. That's a good one. But, like he was a baby and his name was Bernard. <laughs> yeah. That's very weird. Well, no, there's a whole there was a whole list of them that came out. Spurgeon was one. Flint Flint or something like that. Dosack. Pudge Pudge. Kipsy. There's a lot of names that should be just buried. <laughs> and maybe just words we shouldn't say anymore. And and so. Uh, uh, <laughs> What's what's uh, what's an example though of like a a, a, a great a rejection that you heard recently, like from the show? Yeah, well, yeah. I, I mean, uh, people from Saturday Night Live come on. They perform sketches that were cut. Are you ever air. envious of somebody else's rejection? Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah, all the time. Uh, I wish it happened to you. I mean, things are often rejected not because they're not good enough, just because time has run out or advertising that doesn't mesh well with advertisers. So. Usually the stuff is really great, but lately yeah. we've been having a lot more fun with the, like, bring us your absolute crap, and let's laugh <laughs> Like the, so bad it's good, that's what I've been enjoying. Like, yeah. We do a, um, a 420 edition on April 20th, so that's marijuana, all about. marijuana related. Um, that's so drug, it's, drug it was, marijuana. Yes, uh, <laughs> the, the, uh, the writers and the comedians perform stuff that uh, they thought of or wrote when they were high. I see. And it's usually awful, but yeah. knowing it was created in that context, uh, it's hilarious. <laughs> right, it's kind of and it's also on 420, so the audience is high, so you can do whatever you want. Yeah, that's a yeah. time of the day that people enjoy marijuana? Yeah, that's some kind of code, code 420. Oh. Yeah, that, that, it, it, yes. 
it's great. Let's see, yeah. I learned something else. <laughs> but that that triggered like you know, let's do more of this like ridiculous, ridiculous. It's stuff. more out there stuff. Yeah. It's just it's not making it. And uh, I why you know I go on the commercial auditions. I've talked about it a few times on the show, and that's just that's just a rejection fountain. Yeah. You can keep going there. <laughs> I mean, get yourself on a commercial audition list if you really want to feel just the worst about yourself, <laughs> just about your appearance, it's, it's great, about what you think, what the world thinks about you, that's good. Are we sad now? No, we're <laughs> not. It's a fun job. And you're also working on something, and gosh, everybody is working on this thing, this girl code. There's a lot of comedians. From everybody I know is on that, and there's also a guy code. Yes. And, and what, what, what is that? I don't it's a, it's a show that I'm probably not going to watch, but what is it about? This is not the target audience. <laughs> no, no, it's not me. That's this fine. is a talking head comedy show. Um, guy Code was the first one. It's basically the comedians talking about the unwritten rules that guys have amongst each other. It's very over the top and, and somewhat satirical. Yeah. And we use animations to go along with what everyone's talking about. That's great. And it was on MTV2, and it became like their highest rated show. So they spun it off to the girl version for MTV. And, um, and I was a writer on, and a producer on Guy Code. So okay. they brought me over to help get Girl Code running. Okay. So it has more to do with your professional skills than your actual knowledge of, of the Girl Code? I think it's both. <laughs> um, really? Uh, well, I'd like to think it's both. No, sure. I mean, not that I know the girl code, but yeah. that, that I, 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 I'm, I'm aware and, and sensitive to it. And what, what is the girl code? Well, we're, we're 40 episodes oh, into right. this. This is the girl code for everything. There's I think out of everybody up here, we're the most qualified to talk about <laughs> what the girl code actually is. These are hand signals, probably. Well, the, the show has three or four topics. Per episode, yeah. You know, so it's like the girl code two one night stands, two, oh, I see. yeah, two partying, two kissing, two, two, two vaginas, two balls. These are all topics. Well, boners. This airs late at night, then. This is on a 10 30 Wednesday yeah, night okay. on MTV. Okay, <laughs> they use a lot that of music bleeps, a lot of sensor bleeps. Sensor bleeps, yes. yeah. That's my favorite kind. <laughs> and uh, you, you, uh, uh, what was I going to say about that with the girl code? Uh, oh, what was the what's, what's been the thing that you learned? The thing that you were genuinely surprised about? Oh uh, well, I also work with a lot of women. I'm the only male producer on the show. Yeah. So just working amongst all women, They're just uh, so fascinating, aren't they? It's fascinating. My goodness. Um, if I ever get close to a woman, <laughs> <laughs> definitely going to have a conversation. I will probably yeah. engage. Yeah. I learned. Um, I've learned so much stuff working on this. Let's, let's tell them what, what you've learned. Women make a lot of appointments. They're always like what? on the phone, like making an appointment for something. That sounds true to me. Um, I was telling someone else the other day that uh, I'll get to the office and uh, I'll be offered like the other half of the breakfast sandwich. That's something. They don't want to eat the whole thing, thing so yeah. it's just like I get to eat all the extra <laughs> bacon, egg, and cheese sandwiches. It's, it's a huge bonus. That's pretty great. <laughs> yes, that's what I'm saying. That's you need an intern or anything? <laughs> <laughs> Have breakfast sandwiches yeah. and show up. Huge bonus. <laughs>
Melanie's probably interested in that too. <laughs> That's true. You're like a dumpster diver kind of. Well, we've reached a part of the show that where I let Steve O talk, and we call this Steve O wants to know. So Steve O has a question for everybody, and then we'll respond. I don't know what the, what the question is, but I trust him to make it good. Well, you know it's it's interesting because you guys have have such varied backgrounds being sort of a nomadic spirit and being sort of rooted in St. Mark's Place and being actually on St. Mark's Place, it begs the question, have you guys ever heard of the Ice Hotel and have you ever thought about going up north to this hotel that's totally made of ice to go stay with a couple of friends? It's, it was very popular a few years ago. We haven't heard much from it. Maybe there's, you know, global... Food. Okay, I think we got the question. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it, it, it's, have you thought about going to the Ice Hotel? thought about going to the Ice Hotel. And what would you do there? Uh, I never heard of it, but now I'm thinking of going there because it does sound pretty awesome. And it reminds me of like super, where Superman lives. Yep, it's that's like what I would pretend. I would solitude. pretend I'm in the Fortress of Solitude if yeah. I was there. I sometimes pretend I'm in the Fortress of Solitude. That's <laughs> <laughs> doing this show. And okay, uh, Melanie, do you want do you want to share, share the yeah. mic there for a moment? Uh, are we talking about the Ice Hotel in Sweden? Um, there's a couple now, but it, there's ah. one in Sweden. There's one also in Iceland. There's also. Anyway, but the one in Sweden, okay. let's go with that. I one. actually almost went to the ice hotel in Sweden. I, was, nice. I studied, um, I lived in Sweden for a while. Nice. But it was really far north and I didn't, it was expensive. And I was a college student studying abroad, so I couldn't afford to. But I wanted to go. Sounds like a neat place. That's <laughs> a great place. <laughs> it's a nice bed. Well, okay. I, I mean, if I could have, like, I, I'm a master at figuring out ways to do things cheap or free. So if I could have, if I'd gone, I probably would have figured out a way to get into it and. Pretend I like I was staying there. I do that a lot. I go to hotels yeah. and hang. Well, I, I used to. I don't do that. Because when I live in my car. The experience of sleeping on a slab of ice, <laughs> you, you could make that happen. Yeah, I mean, all you. I'm curious how they insulate it. Just having lived outside for so long, I'm guessing they have some sort of layer of thermal something no, underneath you. I think it's like wildebeest fur tops right, or right. something. Because otherwise, like you can't sleep on ice. Freeze. You have okay. to have okay. a layer of insulation. Ava? No, no, no. It sounds like some kind of trick. Like, that they get you to go sleep on ice because it's like, you know. Like, they fell for it. Oh, my God, they fell for it. That's what it sounds like to me. It sounds like hell. It sounds horrible. It does kind of sound cold, certainly, and not so comfortable. No, it sounds like really, really unpleasant. I'll remind you, it's just a question. Yeah. Not a response. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Uh, uh, I don't know. Okay. Fair enough. Thank you. That Steve wants to know. And uh, I have to say, I I have thought about going there. Yes. Sounds great. Okay. And, uh, okay, back to you, John. See, I love doing that because it just really keeps everything going. Uh, So, but you you guys have done, you've done each other's shows. You two, you've done her show. Yeah, I've he's in my show. Yes. Yes. Yeah, you guys have all. It's, it yes. is a community. And I followed it? Melanie uh, last time on that show, too. It's very easy to follow Melanie. Sure, she says <laughs> it up, you knock it down. <laughs> That's a compliment. <laughs> and just uh, uh, quickly, are there any uh, guy code uh, things that you want to, you said the sandwich thing, which I think does ring true. If you work in an office environment with a lot of women, they will. It's not really a code, it's more of just an office, something that reality. happens to me. <laughs> that, that, uh, they'll leave, uh, that we have a snack basket there, and they will leave the wheat thin bag open mm-hmm. for others to enjoy. Mm-hmm. I don't care for that. I don't like to put my hand in a bag that's already half. Well, we dump. Dump onto a paper towel. And then... 
Oh my, that's a step that's further. Good. Oh my gosh. Well, Coach Weathens. Good, good Lord. I don't like that at all. And so, uh, <laughs> uh, what's one, one, one uh, guy, one, one guy colonel that you can give me? A guy code? Why don't you ask me a guy code to a specific thing and I'll tell you. Oh, I see. Set you up. Give you the, uh, mm -hmm. all right. Uh, 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 laundry. The guy code to laundry? Yeah. Um, do it at least once every two weeks. Yep. <laughs> You're shocked. Wash your sheets. Shocked. Wash your sheets. Yeah. Change them. A lot of guys don't do that. Yeah. Okay. I tell you, I go a long time with it with it with a towel that has not been. The not show been washed. is way more entertaining than that. that though. No, that <laughs> two weeks. No, I think that's what the young people enjoy. Tell me more about no, laundry. But there's no like definitive code throughout. It's the people on the show are really right, they bring a certain own, extra spark their to own it. code sure. to it no, and then we put it all together. together in one narrative and you're doing a live version of this there is a live version of it as part of the new york comedy festival That's girl right. code and guy code performers will be it's not really a live version of it it's just they are a comedian so all the all the comedians from the two shows and, will be performing and will you shout out a topic um no no it's not that way they're just going to do their stand-up <laughs> So it's a stand-up show. But there is a rejection show as part of the New York Oh, show. that's what I'm talking about. Yes. Yes. Okay, so the other thing really doesn't exist. But there's a guy code and girl code show also. No, I don't want to talk about that. I'm not the, in that The rejection one. show, you're going to host one there? You got a good lineup? Yes. Good. Uh, it'll, be, it'll be completed by Friday night, hopefully. The yeah. show's on Saturday. So, next no, but we're gonna have Saturday. Saturday. Next Saturday, a week from today at uh, Upright Citizens Brigade Theater. Okay, and that's part of comedy. New York comedy, comedy New York comedy festival. Another festival. Which this I mean, big festival time. Yeah, right it now. would have been nice to come by. Yeah, next year. Yeah. yeah. I just I like festivals, so if we can just have one big one. Yeah. Throughout <laughs> the whole year. Yeah. yeah. The world's festival. Yeah. yeah. I think rather than have something that's once a year. That's the definition. That's the definition. <laughs> <laughs> I just realized. I just yeah. realized, Becky. Sometimes I get out there on the limb. <laughs> I realize what's happening. <laughs> well, that's good. When can people see Girl Code? Um, MTV, Wednesday 10 10.30. That's it? Mm -hmm. That's great. Well, I'm going to tune in. I'll DVR it. How about should. that? It's fun. That sounds like a guy thing to do to Girl Code. Yeah. I do that. <laughs> yeah. Or not. I don't know. Maybe women that DVR, too. I'm sure they do. Yeah, it's the they're thing. They're so mysterious. Days. My goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Well, this is great. Uh, I want to thank you, John, for being here. Of course. Thank How about you. that? John Friedman, ladies and gentlemen. Melanie Hammond. Ada Calhoun. Thank you, Thank you all very much. Thank you. 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 Thank uh, festival. Uh, we do have another uh, show. We do these shows over at Union Hall on the third Mondays of the month, and we've got another one coming up on November 18th with uh, Carmen Lynch, great comedian, and uh, John Hal Harris, who is the head writer over at Adult Swim uh, com, I think, and formerly of The Onion, and Eric Tenoy, who's also on The Onion News Network, and uh, UCB, and Sivo will be there. And I bought a very expensive Halloween costume, so I'm going to wear that again. <laughs> so you get to see that, because that's too much to spend on something. 
Anyway, till next time, I'll be opening up my empty whiskey bottles and putting my ear to them to listen to the stories that they have to tell. Dale Radio is written and produced by James Bewley. Original music by Steve O'Reilly. The intro theme to Season 6 is composed and performed by Katie Mullins. Season 6 podcast icon by Sunil Mancicanti. And posters, logo treatment for the live shows by Daniel Spencer Levine. Rate and review us on iTunes or listen to Dale on Stitcher Radio. Stream anytime. For the latest, follow Dale on Twitter at Dale Radio, or find them on Facebook. Hey, you're the best.